Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Today's episode of Zane and Dunn is brought to you by FanDuel.com. Josh, you used to play football? I used to rule football. I was good, man. Are you? <laughs> no, but you said last week, once you're good, you're always good. No, once you play, you're always a player. But you're not necessarily good anymore. No, my knees are shot. Oh, please. You're not even 30 <laughs> years old. You... They hurt. No, oh, okay. Well, all right, because you played so well. Because uh, I was so good. I left no. it all out on the field. All right. Well, it, are you good at fantasy football? That I'm not. There's math involved, correct? There's not math. Oh, it's good. Just, no, it's just picking stuff and, and throwing your money where your mouth is, because that's what I would like you to do. I'm going to battle you on FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com? Yeah. Yes. What is FanDuel? FanDuel. You know what FanDuel.com is. I do. I want you to tell me. Okay. It's a site for fantasy football where you can uh, win every week. You don't have to wait until the end. You don't have to get a group of guys together. You can go on there by yourself. So instead of playing a whole season, I can just play week by week. You could drop off in week three, come back in week five. Maybe you know something. Maybe you know somebody that knows something, and they tell you something. Maybe one week I just feel like I know what's going on in football. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So go to FanDuel.com, and if you do, and you mention my name, you can't really mention it because it's an internet site. Through the keyboard. Through the keyboard. If you if you click on the microphone in the upper right hand corner and use my code Zane, it was going to be Zane and Dunn, but it was too long, so we just, it's just Zane. Z, thank you. It's just <laughs> Zane, and then sign up today. Oh, a new user special. You're telling me about this before. Yeah, new users get a two hundred dollar credit. They will match you dollar for dollar right. up to two hundred dollars. I thought last week that I was putting up that two hundred bucks. No, no, it's Fanduel. Uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to put up the two hundred bucks, and if they won, I got paid out. And if I lost, <laughs> it got parlayed into the next game. Parlayed? I see. I, I'm not. I don't know how that works. So FanDuel.com has real cash payouts. Is okay. what you're telling me? Yeah. That's that's what, I'm that's, telling you. Yeah. You're someone telling me. Someone here. You're telling me that I'm telling you this they exactly are, what's happening because there's a guy, Chris Prince. He was a postal worker. He, he won almost half a million dollars. Four hundred and ninety-two thousand dollars playing these, fantasy football. These guys paid out. Uh, they actually this year they're set to pay out hundred and thirty-five billion dollars. I think it's a million. That's an M. Million dollars. I thought it was a trillion, and I was selling it. Up. Oh, you're right. It is a million. Yeah, a million. That's still pretty good. Because it, sounded, pretty, it sounded pretty high. For like the whole football. world. $135 million. That's what Deion Sanders got in this last season. See, that's like half of what Alex Rodriguez makes. That's <laughs> a lot of money. It is. It is. But he's superhuman. <laughs> All right. Go to FanDuel.com. Every week is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com today. But do it this week, because the offer ends on Friday. Friday. My name is Zane Lamprey, and your name is not Zane Lamprey. I'm sitting here with someone that I'm not going to like speak. I'm going to see how long I can actually speak until he actually says something. My co-host is here. His name is of no consequence right now. My name is... My name is... My name is... Slim Shady. That's it? Wow. Hello, Slim Shady. I'm Dan Dunn. We have Dan Dunn. Unfortunately, it's just Dan Dunn. And... The way that we shoot things... The way not that, Slim Shady? The, the, the fact that I'm not making any sense here. There, there's a reason I'm not making any sense. Why is that? It's because the show that we just recorded before this was with John Sally. Yeah. And John Sally, true or false, did or did not... That's not true or false. Bring in three bottles of wine. He did bring in true. three bottles of wine. Yes, that's true. He brought in and three. I'm going to blow your mind even further. You're not going to, but you're not going to blow anybody. You're just no, going to blow mine. Blow your mind. Okay. You're actually in Europe now. 
Get the fuck Today, out. September 5th. Which is weird because I feel like I'm in Malaysia. Yeah, but you're in... Oh, Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> You've the, been drinking too, you're my friend. You're on the European side. You're in Malaysia right yes, now. Yes, yes. September 5th, you are in Malaysia. Yet. I was, I was nine hours one way, and now I'm going nine hours the other way. And yet you're here still. And yet, somehow, I'm here to do this show. Listen, I was shooting Chug. Uh, our wonderful kickstarted uh, TV show, which is fucking amazing. You're shooting it right now. I'm shooting it right now. Excuse me. We um. So here's what happened, as from where I'm sitting, standing right now, yeah. is that we we went to Rome, Budapest, and Vienna. Came home the day we came back. Josh started what's called transcoding. Transcoding video. He's gay. We can't say gay on this show. No, I thought he was trans. You said he's trans. No, you can't say. Edit, uh, uh, Tyler, edit point. You can't say gay. Why can't we say You're gay? You're kidding, right? No. Like last show, you said gay like 500 times. It's different. We were talking about sucking dick. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's all going in, you realize. No. <laughs> fine, I don't care. Whatever. So he's trans. He's, fine. he's, he's tra- having tra- a sex he's tra- No, fine. So you're going to leave it in. Okay, great. Yeah, so anyway, so he had to come back and transcode. Oh, I see trans. Get it? Yeah, a little bit. Code. No, I do. What's it's code for code, code for trans? Yeah, you know. <laughs> You're wearing a fisherman's hat. So <laughs> that, now that's now that's gay. It is. He sent it all up to uh, to Mike Kelly, who's the the writer and one of the other executive producers. He produced myself. your former show. He was executive producer and writer of that. Yeah, and director, whatever. And so he um, he sent me the transcript, the script of the first uh, scene. And but but I couldn't see any of the video because it has yet to go the or, the editor. So I'm I'm all over the place. So he he takes it, he writes it all, gives it to the editor with the video. They start putting it together, and then he gives notes, and then he goes to the graphics guy and all this kind of stuff. So um, I read the transcript of it, and it was amazing. It was amazing because in three sheets, our budget was very low. It was about a third of the budget of three sheets, and the three sheets budget was low. You know, we weren't able to do graphics and a lot of VO. This, wait, wait. Are you saying with, Chug? Dr- with Drinking Made Easy, we were not uh, – we didn't have a big budget. We had a very small – a micro budget, you'd call it, for most TV yeah. shows. And so we weren't able to do the graphics or um, a lot of the VO or spend a lot of time shooting B-roll in, in the city and stuff. So we just weren't able to make the show that I really wanted to make, which was Three Sheets. Yeah. Now, with this show – we actually have two camera guys. We spend more time shooting than we did with Three Sheets. This show is going to be, ha, be have way more coverage. And the way that it's written is a lot of VO. Like, I read this VO, like the, the voiceover yeah. and the sound-ups, which is me talking and the guest talking. And I actually, I actually learned a lot from that. And it was amazing. And it's, so, the show so you're is, saying it's going to be a great the show. The show is going to be ridiculous. A great show. Yeah. show and and I'm not supposed show. to mention it, so I won't. But we're actually going to make the show, instead of a half hour, an hour. What? What the? That's cr- so instead of making it 22 minutes, which is what half hour shows are, we're going to make it 44. So it's going to be, it, it, so you say it's an hour long twice, show. It's though. twice yeah. as long. It's not an actual hour. It's what they call Speaking it. Speaking of great shows. Oh. Yeah. We have a great show coming up right now today. We have a great show coming up. And our guest on today's guest show today? is on a great show. Emily Rios. I wonder if that has anything guest. to do with the fact that I did a quiz about Rio. 
Rios. Rios. Emily Rios is on Breaking Bad, and she's on The Bridge on FX. She's regular on The Bridge, recurring on Breaking Bad. Yeah, she was... Now, now you... Where'd you interview her? Because it wasn't here in the studio, because you, you were afraid I was going to hit on her or something. Yeah, no, I was afraid you were going to hit on her. No, I interviewed Emily... Where did I... Oh, at uh, Rick's Tavern in Santa Monica, right, California. Right. You love Rick's. One of your favorite bars. I love Rick's. Went to Rick's. Uh, Whoa. Hung out there. Ah! Sometimes they, they, gonna be they, electrocute, right now? they electrocute me when See I what, how step you can out of do line. Right now, yeah. talking. Where are you going? Band done. As I, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay, you go to the bathroom. Because John Sally's wine works. All right, while you go to the bathroom, I'll pretend like we have a sponsor. Let's see. All right, so Zane just went to the bathroom and he left me here alone. So I'll talk more about Emily Rios, who's going to be our guest on today's show. Emily's on the bridge, FX. Emily's on Breaking Bad. This week she makes... Her season premiere on Breaking Bad, and uh, I'm so excited about it. And just coming up a little bit later in the show, you're going to hear my interview with her from Rick's Tavern in Santa Monica, California. You know, kids, when I'm on the internet, I don't waste time with YouTube or Facebook or any of that stuff. You know where I spend my time? Squarespace.com. Squarespace.com is the all-in-one platform. It makes it fast and easy create your own professional website or online portfolio. They have beautiful templates. You can they got the drag and drop functionality so you can it's really easy to move stuff around your website when you're creating it. Responsive design that makes the website look great from every device. Your computer, your iPad, your phone, your uh, whatever it else it is you're using to look at things on the intranets. They got a commerce platform makes you you can set up a store if you want to sell things. I think if you are making a site on Squarespace, I'd love for you to send it in to us, and we can pick the best-looking one. Maybe we'll feature it on Happy Hour with Zane and Dunn. You want to go to squarespace.com, you want to use the code ZANEDUNN8. That is ZANEDUNN8. Not seven, not six, eight. ZANEDUNN8 at squarespace.com. Make a website. Send it to us. Tweet it to us. Send it on our Facebook. We want to check it out. And if it's if it looks like a great site, we're going to feature it on this show right here, Squarespace.com. Zane, um, do you watch Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. I'm going to bring us in right now to a quick little quiz based on our guest today. Okay. Okay. For every question you get correct, I will do 10 push-ups. And right. for everyone you get wrong... Because I think you're going to complain about this. You you just have to do five. Okay. Here we Fair go. enough? All right. Okay, here we go. Hold on one second. The subject today is Rio. <laughs> Rio. Rio. Here we go. Well, oh, what's your buzzer? Is this just you? Should we get Josh in here to do it? And you guys can compete? Can you get... Yeah, bring Josh in here. We have a glass uh, window separating us from Tyler, which... Thank the Lord. Josh, our guest today on the show is Emily Rios. Okay. So we have a quiz right now, and it would be very boring if Dan took this quiz by himself. Josh, so, do you watch Breaking Bad? A little bit, yeah. Do you watch The Bridge on FX? No, oh, she's on that too. Okay, here we go. Still gonna kick your ass. Okay. Uh, what's your What's your uh, buzz in? Heisenberg. Oh man, you stole. Why Heisenberg? What? Oh, Breaking I, I Bad. I don't watch it. Walter okay, White. Why what's, what's Heisenberg? Yours? What's yours? Heisenberg. Mine is. Yell up, bitch. Gus Fring. Oh, okay, Gus. here we go. Here we go. Who played 
This, the quiz is called Rio. <laughs> Who played Blue in the movie Rio? Who played? Is that an animated film? It's an anime. Who played Blue in the Pixar? Pixar Heisenberg. Yes, George Lopez. No, which is weird that you said that. Why? Go. Gus Frank. Go. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, it was Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it was Heisenberg. Yes, Owen Wilson. Jesse. Eisenberg. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Why would they put him in a cartoon? This director's next film is taking place in Rio de Janeiro. His last movies took place... I think that's for me. <laughs> is it really for you? I can so. I phone a friend? Can Hold I on. phone a friend? You're phoning a friend. See, if he needs to take it, he can take it if it's about production because we leave in like two days. <laughs> Do you need to take it? Yeah, it's a car name. All right. Send in... Uh, who's here? Curtis? No. So can't send in case. Send in the clowns. We have to. Um, you take so I'm going to bring in a sub. Yeah, uh, I'm going to bring in Casey. Go ahead. Cool. Sub. Um, so and it's zero to zero. Oh, I'm, Casey, I'm going to win now. Your uh, your your buzz in is Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Okay, and the the quiz is Rio. 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 Emily Rio. It's Rios's. Rios's. Your uh, buzzin is Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Yeah. This director's next film is taking place in Rio de Janeiro. His last films took place in and had these cities' names in the title. Barcelona. Paris. Gus Rome. Fring. Yes. Woody Allen. That is correct. <laughs> what show... Josh, you're doing horrible, Casey. What show... <laughs> What duos... Wait, shouldn't he be doing five push-ups? Wait, 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 Afterwards, wait, wait. afterwards yeah. <laughs> what duos show is anchored at the Rio Las Vegas? Gus Fring. Oh, gosh. Yes. Siegfried and Roy. Uh, Donnie Murray. Wow. Uh, I don't... Those, th- wait, hold on. Those might be right, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I will look it up on GoDaddy. They're Dad. not right. Oh, at the Rio. If they're not um, right, I get another one. Well, I don't know. This one is... Uh, nope, they're at the Flamingo. Gus Fring. Yes. Sunny and Cher. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> it's Sunny. It's it's Bo- it's Bono and Cher. Yes. Carrot Top. <laughs> no, that is not... Gus Fring. Yeah. Uh, Todd Glass and... Uh, Todd Glass? Carrot Head. <laughs> Carrot Head. Carrot Top is at the uh, Luxor. No, so you guys are yeah. wrong. It is... You'll hate yourself... Penn and Teller. What Olympics has or will take place in Rio de Janeiro? Gus Fring. That would be Dan. Well, suppose that would be Dan. 2014. Casey. Was it which Olympics? Yeah. What which what what year Olympics will take place or has taken place in Rio de Janeiro? Can I just say the next one? Yeah, that's fine. What year? I don't know what year is coming. Uh, 2015. Gus Fring. Wow, Casey, 2016. Really, an odd year? Yes. 2016. Yes. 2014 is Russia. Uh, 2014 10, is 10 Russia. push-ups. What popular app game made a Rio edition based on the movie? Eisenberg. Yes. Uh, Angry Birds. Angry Birds is correct. Huh. That's 10 push-ups. That's okay. a tie. So none. Who was on Men of a Certain Age as Maria? Gus Frank. Yes. Emily Rios. That is correct. Five push-ups to Casey. And Casey, this is a triple-pointer. 30 push-ups or 15. What is the translation from Spanish to English of Rio? 
Gus Fring. Yes. Duran Duran. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is Rio in English? Oh, man. Wow, I thought this was Day? an easy one. I don't know. River. Yes! <laughs> That's correct. That is 30 push-ups to Dan Dunn. Nice job. Uh, thank you very much, Casey, for playing. Tell Josh you. you did not represent. All right, listen up, all of you football fans out there. If you think that you know football better than people playing on the field, then you need to be part of FanDuel.com. It's a fantasy football league that you don't have to wait the entire season for and figure out if you win at the end. You can win real big money every week. If you have any doubts, know this. Chris Prince, a postal worker, an avid fantasy football and fantasy sports player has won over, are you sitting down, $492,000 playing fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. So go check out FanDuel. Do what I do. Go there and pick players that you think will win and put them on your team and you will conquer the world. I mean, think about that. Half a million dollars playing fantasy football. It's amazing. We have a new special if you use my exclusive code, Zane, sorry, Dan, FanDuel will match every dollar you deposit up to 200 bucks. That's $200 of free money, and they would like me to tell you that this deal will not last long. So go to FanDuel.com, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, and sign up today. But here's how you do it. Go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use my code ZANE, and sign up today, and they'll match you dollar for dollar up to 200 smackaroonies. So go to FanDuel.com and stop watching the game and start playing it. That's what you have to do, people. Come on. Don't just yell at your TV. Put your money where your mouth is. FanDuel.com. Let me do my push-ups. No, can I give him the test or does he actually... People are going to know you're not doing push-ups right. in the microphone. Looks like you're fucking the table. Thank you, Casey, very much. I appreciate it. By the way, you know what? Let's do like how I'm faking it and sort of doing the body language of faking we it? We are right now going to go to our guest, Emily Rios. My interview with Emily Rios. Who makes it fun on Happy Hour with Zane and Dunn. Yeah. So I'm at Rick's Tavern in Santa Monica, California, one of my favorite bars. I love this place. I hang out here often. And uh, with me, a, not only a, a great friend, but a great actor. Well, actor or you actress? What do you want? Actor or actress? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Actor. Actor. Great actor. Uh, you. She's been a lot of things uh, over the years, and uh, including a show that you might have heard of called Breaking Bad. And this week, this Sunday, she will make her reappearance on Breaking Bad in what is becoming a record-breaking season for that show. I'm so sad that it's ending. I'm so sad that it's ending. Um, she's also can be seen on the FX hit The Bridge, Emily Rios. Hola! What's up, darling? Here, cheers. Cheers. We're getting our beer on right now. Yes, what, what, sure. do you got? what are you drinking? I am drinking a Stella. And I'm drinking a Pacifico. You know, there's something about drinking Stella and Pacifico by the beach in Santa Monica. Exactly. It just feels right, doesn't it? Exactly. You can't go, I mean, you can go margaritas, you can go do all that, but we're at a tavern. We're not on the beach, you know, so you know, yeah. you're sitting by the beach, you want a beer, happy hour, here we go. So how are you? 
I am uh, like working you, like crazy, right? You just said I am on two of the best shows on television right now, so I am very, very blessed and very, very lucky. So I'm doing very, very well. And you must be in demand now. You getting a lot of you getting called in for a lot of stuff too, or are you, uh, are you locked up already with the other things? Well, obviously Breaking Bad, you're not locked up with them. Nobody is anymore. But uh, exactly. Um, I'm just getting a lot more opportunities than I used to. You know, definitely getting uh, my foot in the door. Um, so yeah. Again, it's just open the door, and everybody's very sad that Breaking Bad is going off the air. But I mean, to be on the final eight episodes, yeah, I mean, it's it's just incredible. Yes. Um, how did that How did that happen for you? Like, how did Breaking Bad come? And you just went in an audition for it. Yes, it was. Just so, just so everybody's clear out there, on the on Breaking Bad, you play. Andrea. Andrea Cantillo. She's uh, Jesse's new love interest, the mother of Brock, the one that uh, Walter White had poisoned in the previous season. In the previous season. Yeah. By the way, we apologize, but if you're not caught up to last season, then tough it's shit. a huge yeah. spoiler. Then, <laughs> then you can go slap back and me un- later. Go back and unlisten to that. <laughs> uh, we won't talk about anything that's happening this season, though. I won't give because I know some people get behind. Yes. Although I'm, I'm not. I'm like, I can't wait for every Sunday to show up. But um, as am I. So you went in, you auditioned. Yes, I did. And I remember having, um, it was before, I, I had a rap party for another show that I was doing. I can't even remember it. But uh, I had the Breaking Bad audition the very next day. So I ended up skipping the rap party because I wanted to study and get in the zone. And yeah. The thing is that they are so secretive with what they're going to put out there that they gave me sides for Jane's role, the girl who had OD'd in the, in the other season. Oh, Jesse's the old girl girlfriend. from... Uh... Uh, she had uh, that. Jane, uh, Ritter, uh, Christian Ritter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they gave me signs for her role that, you know, she already had died off. And so I'm reading it, like, what's going on? You know, you're not even letting me know what's, you know, what character I'm going to play. So based on that audition, on reading word by word, you know, one of the scenes in the second season of Breaking Bad, they ended up casting me. And once they cast me, it's when they let me know, hey, you're playing an ex, you know, meth addict, and you're a mother. And I'm like, whoa, that's completely different than what I yeah. So it and was it's really incredible. Isn't it kind of crazy the amount of secrecy that goes into it? Because really, who wants to know? I mean, I know there are people, but why would you want to spoil the surprise? Like, why would you want to know what happens? Exactly. And, and initially, I would read the scripts, you know, that they would send me. But yeah. afterward, I would just read my role and, you know, just read my parts. But you would get it. the entire script. In the beginning, in the third season. By the fourth season, they would black out your entire script and just give you your scenes. That how about wow. it got, yeah, yeah. They started crazy. to be like, you know, epic. Uh, so, thank you. We just Thank got you. some food delivered. Always good. We got the napkins. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. That's it right now. That's it. Thank you. Gotta love eating, too. Of course. Hot Happy chicken hour somethings. Um, okay, so... I was looking back. I was going over, looking some stuff because you've been in a lot of things, and I, and I, I don't come off the top of my head. I was. What was this basketball? Oh, gee, movie. You were it in? was with Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Rock. I'm like a pretty good Sam cast. Sam Rockwell. Sam Emma Rockwell. Roberts. Emma Roberts. You had um, uh, uh, Sharika Epps in it, and now you had. Uh, 
God. Oh, I can't. Uh, Margot Martindale, you know. And, what was I the mean, movie called? Uh, it was called The Winning Season. And there was one, uh, Rob Cordry. Rob Cordry. Rob That's Cordry. right, from The Daily Show yeah. and, and, uh, and uh, Children's of, Hospital. Yeah, unfortunately, one of the cast members that passed away, but her name was uh, Shana Dowdswell. Um, she played uh, Sam Rockwell's daughter, you know, and they had a great, great cast. Everybody that was. What happened to that? Just went under the radar because it had such a good it cast. It went to Sundance, yeah, and, you know, and it was just kind of one of those really, uh, in a sense, the comedy was very dry, and, you know, okay. it just kind of went under the radar, exactly, just like the joke stick, but, I mean, I thought it was good. How was Sam Rockwell? He, he was Sam Rockwell, I mean, that's all I can say. However you think of Sam Rockwell, that's how Sam Rockwell is. He's yeah. just incredible, incredible, incredible man. And extremely fun to work with. Like, extremely fun watching his tactics and the way he works. He's incredible. Who are some of the, your favorites that you have worked with? Because you work with a lot of people. Joe Pesci. One of the best. I know. When did you work with Joe like, Pesci? It was a movie called Love Ranch. We all played Oh, that's right. With, uh, with uh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Taylor Hackford directed it. Yep. We all played Call Girls in the film. I mean, everywhere. Taryn Manning, uh, Gina Gershon, you know. And, um, but Joe Pesci, there was a scene that I did, and it was a full-blown uh, sex scene. And we had to get completely naked for this thing. And it was, I remember reading the script and being like, whoever's going to audition, I mean, whoever's going to play this role, this really sucks, you know. Yeah. And it ended up having to be me. It was. But, yeah, it was. And I remember after one, one of the takes, Joe Pesci comes in behind me, you know, and I'm lying there crying because that's what part of the scene, you know. And uh, he comes in here and he's like, hey, so you still want to be a movie star? You still want to be an actress? <laughs> I think I told you that in one of my yeah. other, one other he was, radio talk shows. He was just, you know, well, he would grill you, but, you know, he would just show you the other, you know, other side of the industry, which was, okay. you know, just be a person. Here, eat, a, eat, a, eat one of these chicken things where I don't want to go starving while you're on the show. Uh, I will not. Hmm. And I won't go thirsty. Oh, these are good. I know good for you. And they're good for you. That's good to know. So, you, uh, your, oh, yeah. fir your first movie, I always screw this word up, Quintianero, right? No? Is that wrong? That was very, very good. What? Quintianero. Quintianero. Huh? Tell us about that with a mouthful of chicken. Hold on. Hmm. By the way, you're listening to Happy Hour with Zane Dunn. Zane is in Europe, which is me and Emily Rios, our special guest today. There you go. That sounded very radio-like, didn't it? Very. No. So you do Quintanero. Uh, uh, no, uh, I want to go back. Uh, go back to the favorite people you work with. So Joe Pesci, Sam Rockwell. What about on on Breaking Bad? Aaron Paul, oh my nice God. guy. Of course. Um, he is the ultimate sweetest man. And in this upcoming episode, you'll be able to see some other people that I've been able to work with and other very behind-the-scenes, extremely very sweet men. Brian Which, Cranston? Have you met Brian Cranston? Um, I have met Brian Cranston at some events and whatnot, but, you know, what you're going to be able to see this Sunday is um, me uh, being able to work with new characters on the show, so that would be fun to watch. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, do you prefer movies or TV? I've always preferred movies because that's, I mean, I love to watch films rather than um, television series, but um, luckily there's been shows that I've been blessed to be on again, like Breaking Bad, where I can watch it straight through and every episode is a film, you know, every episode is worth watching and it, you know, it you know gets your attention just like a movie would do, you know, so yeah. well, that's the difference. You can eat now. I'll, I'll go on a little uh, rant. No, I mean a little uh, monologue. <laughs> I think a show like Breaking Bad, 
you know, and I can only imagine being part of it, but being part of something like that must be really special in that you know it's going to live forever. People are going to be talking about Breaking Bad, just they're going to be talking about The Sopranos and Seinfeld. You know, there are certain... The Wire. Land, the Wire. There are landmark shows that... And Breaking Bad is certainly in that pantheon of shows that people will... If all other shows will be held to that standard. Because you know, Breaking Bad's in that conversation. When people talk about the best Special. dramas, it's usually what, what you get is Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad... Uh, what else would you put in there? That's it. That's kind of it, right? It. I mean, in terms of dramas. The best of the best. You know, I mean, yes, well, I guess you could now throw in... There's a crazy Game of Thrones sort of, of contingent. It's yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah. show. That's a different kind of show. You know, it, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, Wire, all in the, in the same vein, and that you're dealing with reality, first of all, exactly. and, and hyper-reality almost. Like, that's the sort of thing that stands out for those shows, is that it isn't sort of, it doesn't feel like a Hollywood version of reality. It feels very real. Exactly. Yeah. They made this ordinary man, in a sense, who just wanted to take care of his family to this... You know, as they say, quote unquote, you know, turn Mr. Chips into Scarface. You know, yeah. and that's what they ended up doing, which is crazy to do. And when you think about it, everybody remembers Mr. Heisenberg, Walter White, you know, Brian Cranston as the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. You know, when you go off and shave your head and become the biggest badass that there ever was on television, it's just insane to think about how somebody could transform. And, you know, I'm thinking of it as an actor's perspective, you know, about what he did to transform his career and do what he did was incredible and you know that he has uh, you know since then gone off to do incredible films and play great roles he was in Argo and exactly. he's, you know, I'm, I'm, I think Brian Cranston can pretty much write his own ticket now exactly. whatever he wants to do exactly did you have a rap party or is there going to be a party at the end of this or it already has happened for you guys it has happened has, so there's no more is that it I mean you're not are you going to any, is there any chance you guys are all going to get together when the final episode's airing or? I mean who knows you know they, they, I, they did have a rap party out in um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, where it was shot. I didn't make that, but they also had the season five premiere here at the Sony Studios in Culver City. Okay. And uh, I ended up going to that, which was, you know, they aired the the first episode of the, you know, final season, which was great. You know, we got to see it ahead of time. And, um, I mean, I hope so, you know, and, and it, like you said, it's one of those shows that are going to live on forever, so I'm sure all those people are going to be in a room, you know, again. I talked to a friend of mine recently, lives in Brooklyn, and he's been watching the last few episodes since they, the, the, I guess, the second part of season five, and in a bar down the street from him in, in Brooklyn, and I said, you watch it in a bar? And he goes, yeah, no, they had break, they had Breaking Bad night in this, and he said, this is a busy bar, he said, there's probably 60, 70 people there. Oh my God. I said, isn't that annoying when you watch a movie? He goes, no, you can hear a pin drop. He goes, even the staff, like, everybody's watching. And that's Shut incredible. Fuck up. A TV show. I want to go to this bar. I know, I, I gotta... I, I gotta, want to go to this bar. I gotta oh find God. out, I gotta find out what it's no, called. Damn, this you know. is nuts, I want to go 
And he said, said, when do people pay that much? I mean, maybe the Super Bowl at the end of the game when everybody's, you know, glued to the screen. But even then, everybody's talking. I said, is there ever been a time where somebody's been talking or getting drinks and you're like having to shush them? He said, no. Everybody there is a Breaking Bad fan and they all, it's like they're watching it at home. Except they're all together in a bar. Breaking Bad fans are, I mean, best of the best, obviously. But they're crazy over the show. I don't know if you've heard about this story about in Connecticut where there was 911 calls because during Breaking Bad while it was airing Sunday night, there was a power outage and they would call 911 because there was a power outage. <laughs> insane. And people, you know, they had to put out a statement like, hey, just because there's a power outage, it's not our problem. Please don't call 911. There will be a rest next time, you know, but it was airing during Breaking Bad. So Hey, you gotta have your Breaking Bad, you know? That's a, that sounds like an emergency to me. How's your beer, by the way? It's incredible. And your chicken, your finger here? You can, you can eat on me, it's okay. Here. Oh, I'm eating. You know I'm eating. Mm. I'm not shy about eating. I'll ask this question slow so you can have a chicken. Um, I'd rather have a drink. Go ahead, have some chicken. I'll wait. There she goes, going in. You should have your greens too. Celery. I'm gonna do that. I'm more of a chicken person, but alright. Chicken, right? Huh? Okay. So tell us about the bridge. Mm. It's on FX on uh, Wednesdays. On FX, 10 o'clock, right? 10 p.m. Uh-huh. Yep. I play a. Um, Young reporter name. Um, <laughs> you hate me right now, don't you? I waited till you ate, took that bite, and then I asked the question. You sure did. I'm tricky like that. Um, Adriana Mendez. She is a young uh, reporter working on her fresh big story, looking for the serial killer that um, Detective Sonia Cross, who's played by Diane Kruger, and uh, Marco Reese, who's played by Demian Bashir. Looking for a serial killer working between the border of El Paso, Texas, and Juarez. So, you know, it's being depicted as that we're, you know, we're, you know, out there, but we're actually shooting out here in Los Angeles, which we're a blast to do again, you know, be at home. And, um... It's pretty deep in the season now, you know, so uh, if you're caught up, again, if you're not, that's another thing I don't want to spoil because it is in its first season. So well, dude, You know, a lot of people wait now, up. right? They wait. They wait. Which I kind of like in a way is if, if I'm behind on a show and I hear it's great. And that happened to me with Breaking Bad. Yeah. And one of a friend of mine, I, I didn't get on the Breaking Bad tip until it was already in its third season. And one of the things that was really funny was a friend of mine, uh, Bo, who loves Breaking Bad, said he was so jealous of me because I had not yet because he goes because you get to just consume it all you know and he was jealous that I hadn't been and, but I think like a show like that if you if there's a show like The Bridge which has gotten great reviews people people do they wait now. and I think that's gonna be the model eventually like that Netflix model right I mean House uh, of Cards was genius it was genius and I watched it all in a weekend it, exactly and I watched it all in like three days or something. Yeah. so uh, I completely understand it which is why I'm not going to give anything away, but let's um, give you a little insight on the background. You know, it's, um, they're you know going kind of episode by episode um, on a, a, a remake of an episode called Braun. It was a Swedish. Uh, it was a, another series. So they're kind of mimicking that, but by the end of this season, they want to wrap up. You know, be able to catch the serial killers with their hinting towards. And 
and uh, be able to move on to what they really want to talk about and, you know, get into, you know, a look into the missing women of Juarez and what's going on with all of that. So. What about comedy? You like doing comedy? I love doing comedy. I did Men of a Certain Age with Ray Romano, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite projects to ever work on. My yep. voice is an incredible writer and creator. And that was a weird, that was a weird, because, you know, I, you know, I know Ray, and, uh, Ray's been on my, was on my, my serious show before. Yeah. Weird thing would happen with, with that. I thought men of a certain age. I didn't feel like they gave it a good, a fair shake, you know? It was always, you know, a viewer thing. They didn't give it, like, again, they didn't give it a fair shot. I can't not TNT because they did, you know, put it on the air and that was great. And yeah. it definitely reached a very, very particular audience and that's very understandable. But, you know, maybe with another season it would have gotten kicked in the gear, but they didn't want to take that well, risk. So, you know. It shows you how, you know, how tough this business is. This is a guy, you, one of the top, you know, he's up there with, with Jerry Seinfeld. And, you know, he was the star of one of the most popular TV shows in the history of television. Everybody loves Raymond. And, you know, he does this project, and it's, it's not a slam dunk, no matter who you are. You know, exactly. it's, it, there's no guarantees that you're, you know, just because you're Ray Romano, they're not going to say, all right, we'll give you another season. But I, I guess I thought it was a weird thing because it, it had the ratings, I thought, to be to warrant another season. Again, I'm not asking you to bag, bag on, on TNT, but... Uh, I was surprised when it didn't get a pickup. Yeah. You know, for the next... And I think Ray was probably surprised, too. But, you know, who knows? No, I mean, you know, in a sense, everybody always had, you know, was always looking over their shoulder, in a sense, to always make sure, you know. And, again, it was always the ratings issue. But, you know, uh, you're never guaranteed anything. So, I guess it, maybe it wasn't a surprise, but maybe it was in a sense where it's just... You can't expect, like you said, you know, it's Ray Romano. Like, why wouldn't you give him an extra shot, you know? Or, or who not, you know? Whoever it is. Do you uh, do you watch yourself? Can, do you have a? Dip? Is it easy for you, like, to watch yourself on television or watch yourself in a movie? It's not easy, no. <laughs> Are you hypercritical of yourself when you're watching it, or extremely? Like those situations where you're forced to self-tape for an audition for a role, and I have to look at it before I send it out. I get so critical, and I never want to send it in, you know. So I end up not. I think I've only done it once because I'm so critical of my work that I can't, you know, I, I, I don't even yeah. look at it. Even um, while we're filming and, you know, they're looking at playback and things, if I have to look at, you know, the playback for any particular reason, I want them to pause on what they want me to look at continuity-wise because I don't want to look at the performance because it affects what I do when I'm doing it. Sure, sure. In a sense, you know what I mean? I read so, I'm really, really critical of my work, but... I read an article with uh, an interview with, about Johnny Depp recently in Vanity, Vanity Fair, and he said, he claimed the last thing he ever watched himself in was The Libertine, which is probably 10 years ago. Holy he said shit. he's never seen Pirates of the Caribbean. He said he doesn't watch. Now, who knows? But he, he says he doesn't watch his own movies. I like that. I respect that. He, he says he, he does the role, and, he, and he's done. Good. And he walks away, and he lets it speak for itself. I respect that. That would be hard to do. I don't think so. I think when you reach to a certain point as well, you know, you want to go off. To me, what it becomes, I mean, I, I have no, I have no idea who Johnny Depp is. I've never, you know, speculated into his life. I have no idea. He's but an actor. Johnny. He's an actor. Okay. You don't know who he is. Whatever. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I know Johnny Depp. I know the name. I know, I know his work, but you know, I don't know the man. But in my mind, 
once you know what I mean at the end of the day it becomes just living a normal life you know let the work go it's not about the work it's about just you know like everybody gets to go off and work their 9 to 5 or work whatever their job and then go home and you know be with their kids or you know go on vacations and just live a normal life but you know famous actors don't really get that privilege in a sense you know? yeah. but they live in other privileged ways they, we, they, they live a very very blessed life do not get me wrong but as far as the private and all that it, I, I guess it just becomes have some sense of reality and not this picture for I guess yeah, yeah. well it, it, it's it's funny to me when we talk about that and I always go back and forth you know for instance when they say about an actor they say oh you know he was so brave or she was so brave and I'm always sort of torn by it in a way because I grew up like you did I came up you know low blue, you know lower middle class blue dollar you know and I'm like is that brave <laughs> was Sean Penn playing a gay guy in, in milk that brave or what you know and maybe it was I don't know I, mean, they, I guess for what he does by the way they're, they've apparently released the hounds here in the bar your dog's barking it's it's Santa Monica Rick's is getting expect? crazy right now there's wild, there's wild dogs uh, alarms going off um, what about what, what are your thoughts on that they deal with a lot of scrutiny but but we walk in there knowing what we're walking in there to do you yeah. know we know you know what we're going in there to do and in a sense to some people it's like uh, they're too shy to be in that spotlight or be a voice for the voiceless or you know to stand up and, and, and say what's really on their mind or to make people feel like they're not alone and tell their story but these actors are and they're putting themselves on film for millions and millions of people to watch so in a sense it's not I mean you know to some people it may not be brave it may not be heroic but to some you know who knows anybody ranging from a child to you know a grown you know adult it might be because they are you know not who you and I are you know that are, are able to you know you're, you're on the radio and able to you know voice your opinions and say what you want some people don't you know they, they, they bottle all that in you know so to be able to see it in another sense to them it's very in a sense it's refreshing it's a load off their shoulders and you know so to them it is their idol or their hero or whatever you know? that's the most compelling argument I've ever heard for <laughs> actors being brave I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that point Emily Rios score one, one for you I, that was you're right I mean hey look you know I've, I've had some people encouraging me recently to get to do stand up comedy I'm like sure 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 you know and I've been up in front of you but when it comes down to it it, it, it is it's a, it, I get. I don't know if I call it brave but it's like I do get scared I'm like I don't know if I want to stand up there and try to because what you're trying to do is you're trying to affect people you're trying to make them you're trying to make them in this case make them happy and make them laugh and there is pressure to it I guess right you know if you if you don't do it then you get put in act, you get put in the actor corner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> time out for you. Um, speaking of time out, I guess we should we should time this thing out and then get down and drink some more beers. Um, Emily Rios, uh, Breaking Bad this Sunday. She will be back on there. Uh, I guess by the time this thing ends, the bridge is probably over already. But you can get it on. Uh, yes. Find it, would, it on like paper or something or yeah. something or other. Um, and uh, what you Twitter. Are you doing the Twitter? You are, you are on Twitter. I, I, I follow you. I'm on Twitter. I, I'm you very boring. Much? I'm, I'm boring. What's your Twitter handle? Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, the number one, L-O-V-E. Loves something. R-I-O-S. Emily, one love Emily, one love That's right. Uh, it's always great to see you. Great to see you. Always great to hang with you. The, the real fun starts now, everybody.
everybody when we when we turn this uh, recorder off. Emily and I are going to go out and tear Santa Monica a new asshole. That's how we roll. Come down if you're in the area. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, Pippa. Of course. Thank right. you. Dan, you did not do your push-ups during your interview with uh, Emily Rios. Oh, it was great. By the way, I don't know. I, so after we got done, we, yeah. had, we had a few beers, and Emily tells me what happens at the end of Breaking Bad. Shut up. Yeah, you don't know. She totally told me the ending. So, so here's what happened. Yeah. We're, we're, we're you ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, so hold on. You guys are having, you're having beers. We're having some beers. Okay. And you had like a few beers, and she got a little intoxicated. And she, and she got spilled a little drunk, the ending. And she said, here's what happened to Walter okay. White. Okay, you can tell before the music ends, you could... Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!